Welcome to Trademark Insiders, the business and marketing podcast brought to you by Kogut and Cannon. We are Mary Kogut Lowell and Mary Cannon, national trademark attorneys, brand consultants, and business coaches. Join us to get the insider's perspective on all things business, marketing, and intellectual property. Today's story revolves around an alleged trademark infringement by Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, who reportedly used the trademarked Disney font on his new campaign hats without permission. So today we'll be going over whether or not a font can be trademarked. As well, I'd like to ask MK to provide us with a general overview of trademarks. Trademarks are source identifiers, and and that's the big phrase that I would encourage everyone to understand. Trademarks are source identifiers because they identify for consumers the specific brand or company that's providing a product or service. Okay, so in the case of Disney, this font is probably considered iconic, don't you think? Yes, I think it definitely is because a font can't always be trademarked. It can only be trademarked under certain circumstances. And it can be protected under trademark law if it serves as a source identifier. There's that there's that phrase again. If the font serves as a source identifier for a specific brand or company that provides products or services. And to trademark a font, a company needs to show that the font serves as a distinctive identifier that consumers associate. And and Disney, the Disney font has been used for many, many years, and it is associated with the Disney brand, which explains why that particular font is protected by trademark law. Right. The Disney font is a well-known and distinctive trademark. It's been registered by Disney for use in a huge variety of products. I'm sure hats would be included in that list. Um, And it brings to mind another famous company, Coca-Cola. I think Disney and Coca-Cola both have very distinct fonts in their logos, and they both serve as great examples of how a font can be trademarked. So let's dive into the story of Ron DeSantis. As we all know, he is the controversial governor of Florida who is currently gearing up for a 2024 presidential run. And he is currently using the Disney font on new campaign hats without permission. They've been sold at events as recently as last week. And it looks like a clear trademark violation to me. What do you think, MK? I would agree with you. Um, If that font is protected under trademark law, and I'd have to assume that it is because, you know, Disney's always been very careful and very protective of its trademarks. Um, It does seem like a clear violation, unless, of course, Disney gave permission, which I seriously doubt. So um, using definitely using a trademark without the permission of the owner is a clear violation of trademark law. That makes sense. So at this point, among the other lawsuits against Ron DeSantis coming out of Walt Disney Company, now Disney has the right to sue Ron DeSantis for trademark infringement and could seek damages for the unauthorized use of their font. 
And those damages could be pretty significant. Um, I'm thinking, too, that this may have a negative effect on Ron DeSantis's reputation. What do you think, MK? I think that's definitely true. Uh, it certainly never helps one's reputation if you're, you know, if you're sued for, or, or just even charged publicly with copyright infringement. So, so you know, um, I think it could lead, this already has and could lead to more negative publicity and damage to his political image. Right. Um, I think it might be seen as a reflection of DeSantis's overall approach to politics and governance. In this case, he's exhibiting an ignorance and or disregard of the law, specifically intellectual property law, uh, or even worse, an above the law attitude. And I know that's not something that I look for in a leader. Um, how about the excuse of ignorance of the law? Um, and how does that factor in especially as a public figure and politician. Good. That would be a nice try, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't do him any good because ignorance of the law is not an excuse. And as a public figure and politician, he needs to be aware of, of um, intellectual property rights and be careful not to somehow infringe on other people's property rights. So definitely ignorance of the law would not be would not be an excuse. Right. And despite being the governor of Florida, he's not above the law. And the consequences of using a trademarked font without permission can be pretty severe. As we mentioned earlier, the owner of the trademark could take legal action against Ron DeSantis. Definitely. They can seek damages for the unauthorized use. And that's why it's so important to be careful and respectful of other people's trademarks. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, it, it, it is a good example of how important it is to make sure you're not violating somebody else's um, somebody else's trademark rights and, you know, in um, in your business or in your political life, because the consequences can be very serious. Right. And let's say DeSantis truly was ignorant of the fact that a font can be trademarked because he's not putting the word Disney on his hats. It's actually his own name, DeSantis, written in the Disney font. So just as a brief overview on that, trademark protection for fonts is possible. However, the font needs to be used within a separate mark. So the word Disney is what gives the font the ability to be trademarked. They couldn't just trademark the letters A through Z without the accompanying brand. Is that right? Absolutely right. And and as you know, trademark protection for fonts for fonts is very important for designers and businesses that rely on their unique and distinctive um, look to build that brand and create that brand recognition. And that font has been used by the Disney company for years and years and years. In fact, my understanding is that it was created by Walt Disney himself. So it's been in the public, you know, it's been been used in the public for many, many, many years. And Disney has built up, a, you know, a, a lot of their reputation around that. So I, I would say, I would, you know, it's, it's, it would not be a good idea to infringe on that and use it without permission. Absolutely. After all, trademark law is intended to protect companies' intellectual property rights, 
using a trademark without permission is a clear violation of those rights. So at this point, I'm a little worried for Ron DeSantis. I'm thinking he should probably immediately stop using the Disney font on his campaign hats and consider apologizing to Disney for the unauthorized use of their trademark. I agree. And and I mean, if 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 he wants to say he didn't know before, he should know by now that that is an infringement. And actually, I find it it's really kind of hard to believe that they even use that on on their hats. But hey, I guess they did. Yes, I think the best thing he could do is just stop using that font and reach out to Disney and, and apologize. That would be great if he would do that. Um, I think this case highlights the role of intellectual property law in the political landscape. Um, You know, you don't have to be a massive public figure for a company like Disney to go after you. As a matter of fact, Disney is known for um, targeting small businesses like Etsy sellers, daycares. So for a public figure like DeSantis, to so visibly infringe upon Disney's trademark is pretty remarkable. I wonder if maybe he did a calculated move where he thought the fallout, the consequences would be less significant than what he hopes to gain from this, which I'm guessing is a reputation for being a rebel and for going against the woke Disney company. And, and again, this story highlights the importance of having a solid trademark strategy in any kind of a business or political situation, right? So maybe he this is part of his strategy, but business owners really should be aware of their trademarks and protect them um, as they can under the law by registering them with the um, trademark office, office in Washington, because Trademarks can be extremely valuable for a company. And, you know, we, we think you can think about some. You mentioned Coca-Cola earlier, you know, Coca-Cola, McDonald's and the Golden Arches. These are very valuable trademarks. And so I think this this case, I think, can serve as a reminder not only to politicians, but to the entire business community of the importance of having a trademark strategy, you know, affirmatively forming a trademark strategy and taking whatever appropriate action is necessary to protect your intellectual property. Right. And I I think another aspect of this story that should be very informative to our audience is the whole discussion of being able to obtain trademark protection for a font. And not only a font, but indeed the color, size, and other design elements associated with the font. So let's say you're using a more generic font, maybe something really famous like Helvetica. Well, if you're using it in a certain color, Um, maybe a particular size that makes it distinct and you are using a particular font in a certain way, even that can be a trademark. So I really love how this case is opening up the discussion on intellectual property, especially how it intersects with politics and simply the fact that intellectual property is becoming an increasingly important part of the economy and the culture and therefore, it's becoming a more significant factor in politics and policymaking. I totally agree. 
I mean, it, it, it is intellectual property can be can be one of the most important assets that a business or or a politician has. And, and they, they intellectual property trademarks should, should be protected for that reason. I think perhaps Ron DeSantis should consider consulting a trademark lawyer, maybe adding one to his legal team to help him understand the legal implications of his actions here. And I hope take appropriate measures to rectify the situation. I hope so, too. And I hope that um, maybe members of our audience you know, can look at this as an example of, of what can happen if you're not careful and if you if you infringe on someone else's um, trademark, how that can have negative consequences. You know, it, not only possible money damages, but damages to your reputation. I mean, nobody wants to get a reputation as being the person who tried to uh, rip off Disney's trademark or <laughs> so I think that's it, it it does it does show us some it's a great example of what not to do when you have a trademark strategy thank you for listening to the trademark insiders podcast we hope you enjoyed today's episode Remember, trademarks are an essential part of building and protecting your brand, and our goal is to provide you with the knowledge and insight you need to succeed. Visit us at kogatlegal.com for more information. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date on the latest trends, news, and strategies in the world of trademarks. Protect your brand, protect your business, and join us the next time for more insider tips and tricks on Trademark Insiders.